want you to imagine for a second that you're sailing through the ocean and there's a massive storm. And all of a sudden this strange looking figure that seems to be a person appears and, and they're, it looks to be walking on water. Well, this happened to the 12 disciples when Jesus was walking on water. And I just want you to just imagine, just think about if you were in their shoes, how would you feel? It says in Matthew that they their spirits were troubled and they cried out in fear. And um, that's what we're going to be looking into today on the Tom Talk Show. We're going to be reading through this scripture and we're going to be pulling things from what we can learn from this. So I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, hello and welcome to the Tom Talk Show. My name is Tom Sneeve. I'm the host of the Tom Talk Show. And today we're going to be talking about um, Matthew, um, uh, one of my favorite books in the Bible, Matthew uh, chapter 14 um, through all the way to chapter 15. We're going to be pulling from kind of the scripture here and, and see what we can learn from this. It's a little bit different. And I know I haven't made an episode in a while. So I just want to say um, I'm, I apologize to, to all the people that have um, subscribe to my, my show and have been expecting me to be consistent with this. Um, I was in the process of moving and uh, I got a bunch of other stuff that's been going on. Um, no excuses though. Um, I am back and I'm going to be continuing to make episodes, but I do want to um, bring more scripture into it just because I, uh, my faith and my my spiritual connection with God has gotten a lot stronger in the last couple months, um, especially meeting a Hazel um, my girlfriend now and and going getting finding a really good church and getting rooted there with with good mentorship and good leadership and um, just really just finding my connection with God and I, and I just want to share that and I want to try and inspire more other people to try and pursue that and to to move forward through that and to find that and I, I hope that this um, this message today is is not too overwhelming but it is convicting and that it, it does lead you guys to um, to rely on God and and to really think about how you can use him and, and how he's been working in your life uh, not only how you can use him I, I find that so many times even myself, I've thought about how can I use God in my life rather than how can I be used in God's plan. And I find that sometimes as Christians, we can get that kind of slipped up. And and, uh, I just wanted to, um, hopefully this brings conviction to you today when when you're listening to this, that that you you are unique, you are special. God made you specifically exactly how you are um, for a reason. So um, let's jump into this. All right, so let's just jump into this. So in Matthew chapter 14, I'll give you kind of an overview of what's happening. So um, at the beginning of it, from verse 1 all the way through to verse uh, 13, it's talking about John the Baptist. And John the Baptist um, basically was raised from the dead, and he was doing miracles. He was doing great work of God. And King Herod um, captured him, put him in prison because of something that he said. He was talking to the wife of this of his brother named Philip uh or yeah it says uh in verse three it says for Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias Herodias's sake which was a person his brother Philip's wife 
So that was her name. I don't know if I pronounced it right or not, but basically he would, he put him in jail for saying something that he said um, that it is not lawful for you to be with her. It says here, verse, verse four, for John said unto him, it is not lawful for thee to have her. So he's saying that basically it's not lawful for you to be married to this woman. And then something happens later on in verse six, where it's Herod's birthday. And then um, they, they had the, the girl's daughter was the, the daughter of Herubbables was dancing for them and pleased him. So it was his birthday. He was having a party and the daughter of this woman of Philip's wife was dancing for King Herod. Okay. So you get the idea. She's probably dancing maybe. And then it's like, obviously like lustful, maybe King Herod was feeling lustful towards her. Then he says, um, then he says in verse seven, he promised to have an oath with her that he would give her anything that she would ask. Okay. So he's like, I'm the King. If you want anything, I'll give it to you. Okay. So, so then we see in verse eight that, um, she's being, she, she is being, or it says, and she being before instructed of her mother said, give me John the Baptist's head in a charger. So basically her mom says, well, if he said that he'll do anything that, that you want, tell him to cut off John the Baptist's head and send it to me basically in, in a charger. I think that's maybe like a basket or a container or something. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, so, so this is interesting because, um, uh, King Herod, and it also says here in verse nine that, and King Herod was sorry. So what I wrote down here in my notes when I was doing, when I was writing out this, when I was going to do this podcast is I wrote out when, when you tell, when you tell someone the truth, right? Like, like, um, like John the Baptist did, he told them the truth. It's not lawful for them to be together. And it doesn't give us context on why he said that, but it just says that it wasn't lawful. So maybe they just weren't um, married or maybe there was or something happening. I'm not really sure, but he just said, John the Baptist just said it wasn't lawful for Philip to be with Herubbable. So um, when, when you tell someone the truth, and you walk with Jesus Christ, people want to, to persecute you. They want to kill you. They might want to lash out at you. They might want to make fun of you, just like John the Baptist. That's what I wrote down here in my notes. And it's really important for us to remember that when we walk with Jesus, when we truly walk with Jesus, when we, when we truly walk with Christ and we've crucified our flesh, I have here, my flesh is weak, but my spirit is strong. And when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, um, he crucified his flesh his spirit lived, but his flesh died. Okay. So that's what you have to think about. Like you got to think about like as a Christian, you got to crucify your flesh. It talks about this in, in, in Matthew as well, where, where you got to actually like crucify your flesh. So I'll, I'll stay on this track because I can talk about this for a long time, but, um, and it says, and King Herod was sorry, nevertheless for the oath's sake. So he wanted to keep his oath and, and, um, them, which sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given her. So he basically said it can be done. Okay. So he's saying that go cut off John the Baptist's head, kill him and send it to a rebel, um, Philip's wife. Okay. So I also wrote down here, um, even if it's hard to say it, you should still say it. Like, even if things are hard to say to people, you still should say it. Like John, John the Baptist, I'm sure, was afraid to say what he said. And he probably knew there was some repercussions for him to be saying it. But he said it anyway. And he said it out of love because he knew that if they continued to live in that sin, then they would go to hell, which is more terrifying than anything else. So if you love someone, you don't want them to go to hell. So you tell them 
about what they're doing wrong so they can fix it, hopefully, and then go the other way. Now, some people are going to take that and hate you because people are, or they, they think about themselves and they want to please their flesh and they want to please themselves. So they, so they'll lash out at you and say, you know what? I want to do this my way. I'm not going to do it God's way. I'm going to do it my way. Right. So that's kind of like what's happening here. Um, um, and he sent and beheaded John, it says in, in chapter 10, um, and his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel and she brought it to her mother. Okay. So it's, it says basically that he cut off his head and then, um, he brought it to the damsel and she was basically, she saw John the Baptist head dead and in a, ba in a basket. I also wrote down here in my notes that you gotta be careful with who you make an oath with. Like you gotta be careful. Like, um, King Herod, it says here, and the king was sorry and the king was sorry chapter nine and the king or verse nine, sorry, chapter 14, verse nine. And the king was sorry. He was sorry that he made an oath, but he had to keep his oath. He had to keep his oath because there's other people there and people saw that he made this and he made the oath to her in, in the time when she's dancing in front of him and pleasing him. Okay. So it says in, in verse six, I'll read again. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of, um, uh, her, her deus, her, her adius, I'm, I'm messing this person's name up, danced before them and pleased Herod and pleased Herod. So she was pleasing Herod with her dancing. So I'm sure you could think about like um, maybe how she was dancing. Maybe she was like like dancing like very pr provocatively and like uh, maybe with like a little bit of clothes on or maybe no clothes at all. And and he was he was pleased and he could see like like or maybe she was just like a super good dancer. I don't know. But obviously there was some type of connection there that he made an oath to her that he will give her anything that she asks, which is crazy, right? Um, and then it says in, in, in chapter 14, verse 12, and his disciples came and took up the body and, bury, and buried it and went and told Jesus. So this was the time when Jesus was alive and walking with the disciples. So they went and buried the body and went and told Jesus. This is where it gets interesting because you see what Jesus, how Jesus responded. So when the disciples came to Jesus and they they told him what happened to John the Baptist. And I'm sure John the Baptist was one of Jesus' good friends. And, and he was a, he was a prophet, it says. And um, like, like Jesus loved him. Jesus cared for him. And listen to what Jesus did. It's crazy. So chapter, chapter 14, verse 13. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a, a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them. And he healed their sick. So Jesus just heard this bad news. He leaves and he sees this big crowd of people following him. And instead of just going and crying and, and focusing on himself and the thing that he lost, he focused on other people and helping other people. So in a time when you feel like you should maybe be crying and at a time when you feel like maybe you should be down and, and you're down and out, focus on others. Focus on how can I serve others? Because when you start to serve others, when you start to help others, your problems start to go away. So Jesus is there. Um, it says in the it says here that there was over 
Um, let me just go to the verse, 5,000 men besides women and children. So I assume that that means that's 5,000 men alone, never mind the men and the, are the, the women and the children that were there also. So 5,000 men are there. And Jesus is actively working, healing these people, preaching to these people, helping these people, loving these people. And I'm, that takes a lot of energy. Just think about that 5,000 men and then and the women and the children. It, that's a huge crowd. That's a huge amount of people that Jesus is helping and healing and, and giving to. And then all of a sudden the disciples, it says, verse 15, the disciples come to Jesus and they say, um, and when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a uh, des desert place and the time is now part, uh, or so, sorry, now the time is now past. Send the, send the multitudes away that they may go into the village, villages and buy themselves vic victuals. So I'm assuming that means like give food, right? So they're basically saying like, we need to send them home so they can go and eat. People are getting hungry and, and we need to, we need to send them home. Okay. And, and we need to eat as well. Right. So then what happens is Jesus says, uh, but Jesus says unto them, they need not depart, give ye them to eat. So he's basically like saying, let's, let's feed them. Let's give them food. And the disciples say, and they, and they say unto him, we have here, but five loaves and two fish. We only have five loaves and two fish, Jesus. It's only enough for us. It's not, that's, that's like barely enough food for just the 12 of us. Right. And then, uh, or the 13 of us, including Jesus. Right. So then he says, and he said, bring them hither to me. So bring them to me. Jesus says, bring, bring the, the five loaves and the two fish to me. And he commanded the multitudes to sit down and grass or on the grass, sorry, and took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up at the heavens, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitudes. So I want you to think about this. And I, I wrote this down in my notes that when you want to be blessed by Jesus, when you want to be blessed by God, uh, the father, you need to do things. There's certain things. The multitude, it says, had to sit down, had to sit down on the grass. They had to sit down. And then when, then Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish and he looked up to the heavens and he gave the loaves to the disciples, the loaves and the fish to the disciples and the disciples to the multitudes. So when you think about that in your own life, I wrote down the question here is, what is the thing that you have to do to receive the blessing from Jesus Christ that you are not getting right now? What is that thing that you got to do? What, what is that little thing that you got to do? It could be something as simple as just sitting down. Like, just think about that. Just sitting down on the grass. That's all they had to do. And they got fed. They got food. Okay. And then it says, and they did eat and were filled and they looked up of our, and they looked up of the fragments and remained 12 baskets full. So they had 12 baskets full still, even after everyone had eaten. Okay. Even after everyone has eaten, everyone's full and there's still 12 baskets left. Okay. So, th and, and this is where, this is where it gets very, very interesting. Now then something really interesting happened. So then straight away, it says Jesus continued his, or um, constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him onto the other side. Well, he sent the multitudes away. So this is where he starts sending the people and saying, 
go home now. Um, we've given you food. We've helped. We've healed you. We've we've given. We've preached to you. We've ministered to you. We've loved you, and uh, now you can go home. Right. So, um, so then that's what Jesus is doing, and he tells the disciples to go jump into a ship. And this is where it's really interesting. Do you? Uh, what happens is, is and then you go through this. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain to um, apart to pray. When and when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was um, contrary. And in the fourth, or uh, I don't want to, I'll stop there actually. So, in that's that's verses twenty-two to twenty-four in Matthew chapter fourteen. So, basically, what's what's happening here, and what I see here is that Jesus has sent the disciples out into a storm. Do I think that Jesus knew there would be a storm? 100% Jesus knew there would be a storm. He knew everything. So there's a storm out in the ocean. His disciples are out there. And I just want you to think about that. Sometimes in your life, Jesus tells you and he forces you and he pushes you into a storm because he knows that's when you'll need him. Okay. And it says, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, onto them, walking on the sea. So this is where Jesus walks on water. This is the famous thing where Jesus is walking on the sea, okay? And the disciples saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straight away Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. So sometimes Jesus wants you to go into a storm so that he can show his glory in that situation because the disciples would have like jesus could have been standing on the shore he could have snapped his fingers and the storm would have stopped and they would have been fine right the disciples probably all afraid in the boat like oh no we're all gonna die and then jesus is on the shore and snaps his fingers and then boom it's done right or whatever like like he could have done that right but he didn't he decided to use this as this as an example and um and then it says in verse 28 it says and peter answered him and said lord if it is if it be thou um bid me come onto thee on the water so this the wording here is different so basically he's saying um uh he's like if this is you jesus then i want to come out and walk to you like i want to come and see you if it's you and he said come um and when peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So he's walking towards Jesus on, on the water, Peter. Okay. So he's like, Jesus, if, if it's actually you, if it's really, if it's really you, then, um, then I want to come out and see you. I want to come and see you. And, and then Jesus is like, well, come out, come out and, and walk out here, come out and see me. Um, and Jesus could have just went to them, right? It, like, this is another thing that Jesus is using as, as an example. Okay. He's Jesus. i uh, Jesus is always using situations to uh, for like the bigger picture. Okay. So, and we'll see what, what happens. So when, when he's walking out, when Peter's walking out onto the water and it says, but when he saw the winds and uh, he was afraid and uh, began to sink and cried saying, Lord, save me. Okay. So he's basically like, Lord, save me. And then because he's sinking, he's, he's going under. Right. And immediately Jesus stretched out, stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, um, uh, wherefore didst thou doubt? So he's saying, basically, you don't believe. You you have doubts. Why are you doubting this? Don't doubt it. Just believe in it. 
right? And you wouldn't sink. You wouldn't sink if you believed, if you didn't doubt that you were able to do this, okay? And this is an example in our lives. There's so many things in our lives that we doubt, that, we, that we're not sure of, that we, um, maybe it's the job you're in, maybe it's the relationship you're in, maybe it's uh, if you're going to make money next month, it, maybe it's uh, with this whole pandemic and, and what's, what's happening with COVID-19 and stuff like what's happening in the world right now. And you're just so unsure and you don't have, you have little faith and you're afraid and, and you're just not sure of things that are, that are going to happen. And, and Jesus is saying, you have little faith. He's going to watch out for you. He's going to be there for you. He's going to guide you. He's going to give you strength. He's going to give you everything that you need. Even if you don't feel like you have that, what you need, Jesus is going to give you what you need. He gave Peter what he needs. He said, he reached out his hand and he said, here, I'll help you. Okay? He's going to help you. And he's going to do the same for you in your life. He's going to reach out and he's going to help you, right? He's going to reach out. He's going to help you. And when, when he sees you sinking, when he sees you going under, he's not going to just stand there and let you go under. He's going to pull you out. And he's only going to let you go through um, and, and only going to let you handle what he knows you can handle and what he's given you the strength to be able to handle. So now moving on um, further down, it says um, in, in verse 35, and when the men that um, placed his knowledge of him, they sent out into all the countries round about and brought unto him all that were diseased. So they're basically, they heard about Jesus. They know that he can heal people. They know that he's a savior and that he's has these like powers and superpowers. And then it, and then it says that they went out and they started to bring people to him. Okay. And they brought to him all they that, and then, and it says in uh, 36, this is the last verse. It says, and, and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. So anybody that touched him, anybody that came around and just touched just even the hem of his garment, the dirtiest part of his garment, they would be made whole. That's amazing. And, and you got to think about this in those times. If you think about it like this, you think about with COVID-19, if someone was sick with COVID-19 and and everyone's like afraid, everyone's like, even when I'm walking downtown, people are like walking off the sidewalk and onto the road and like getting, risking getting hit by a car and stuff like just to avoid you. They don't go in the elevator with you. Like they'll, I'll, they'll like say, oh no, I'll wait for the next elevator. They're wearing masks everywhere and everyone's afraid it seems, right? And Jesus just walked up to the sick people. He walked up to the lepers. He walked up to the people that had diseases and and had spirits and evil demons and like he did. He 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 was in contact with every single person that 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 day and age would have been like, no, don't go near those people. Stay away. Social distancing, right? But Jesus would touch those people. Do you think that Jesus had to touch those people? No, he didn't have to touch those people. He could have he could have healed every single person without touching them. But he 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 touched them for an example. Again, he touched them to lead to leave an example. Everything that Jesus does, it's for a reason. It's for a bigger reason. It's to teach us something. It's to show us something. And when Jesus does that and when when you see that anybody any man that came to the place and touched Jesus that had a disease was made whole. And they touched the hem of his garment, which is the dirtiest part of his garment. That's that's un, unbelievable, right? 
So um, that's kind of a few things that we can learn um, just from Matthew chapter 14. And I just I just felt led to share that stuff with you guys. Um, hopefully you liked this. If you liked it, please do um, let me know. Give me a give me a comment, subscribe to my podcast and uh, um, and I'll keep making these. Um, I just like I said, I was just doing devotions this morning and I was reading through Matthew and I just felt led to to share this on the podcast today um, just because it was something that really kind of that hit me. And I thought that could definitely help you guys out. Um, and then the last thing I want to say here is don't limit God with your thinking. Okay. Don't limit God to something that, that you think. Okay. He can do anything. Okay. He can do anything. So if I go back to Matthew, um, chapter 14, um, verse 17 and 18, when, when the disciples were, they had the food and, and we go back to that and they, they had the food. They only had two fish and, and five loaves of bread, right? And the disciples were limiting Jesus. They said, Jesus, we only have this, like this is all we got, right? How, how can we feed 5,000 people or, or even more than 5,000 people? How can we feed all these people with only this? And this is another area where Jesus is expressing the faith. That's why I love the verse, we walk by faith, not by sight. Um, that's one of my favorite verses because it illustrates exactly what we are supposed to do as believers, as Christians. When we truly believe in God, when we truly have faith in his power and his His presence, his being and everything about him, when we truly have faith and we really just truly believe that, then nothing is impossible for us. Anything is possible through Jesus Christ. Anything is possible. And when you really, truly believe that, and when everything you do is for that purpose, for the purpose of the kingdom of God, that's when your life will change. That's when things will start to turn around. That's exactly what's happening to me now. So I hope you like this. Um, may God be with you all. And uh, until next time, love you guys. And I uh, will talk to you soon. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, this is something different I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start actually just sharing like my devotions and just different things that I'm learning. And and I think it's important for me to share or it's important for me to share my spiritual growth as well. And I hope you guys got some value from this. I hope you take some of the things that, that I talked about here and actually put them into practice. Um, actions speak louder than words. And when you put things into practice and you actually start to, to really walk by faith and not by sight, and you start to really believe um, and if you're not a Christian, I would, I would, uh, I would love for you to reach out to me and maybe let's let's start the conversation on this and and uh, maybe I can help you um, get more of an understanding of Jesus and who He is and and why why I love Him so much and why why Christians love Him so much and the the person that He was. Um, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully you take some value from this. If you have any questions, feel free to to send me an email, thomasdeneve at uh, outlook.com. That's my um, that's my email, or you can send me a message on social media, but until next time, God bless you guys. And I'll talk to you soon.